Welcome to the By His Grace podcast. I am your host, Misty Phillip, and today I'm excited to introduce you to my new friend, Brittany Franklin. Brittany is the CEO and founder of Sky High for Children. Brittany never met a challenge she wasn't prepared to face head on. Her early years in Louisiana produced hardships from her parents' divorce, her mother's drug addiction, and her father's depression and her family's home burning to the ground. Through adversity, she has clung to her rallying cry, do things bigger than yourself, and has continued to raise the bar for herself each year. At 21, Brittany was approached to raise $10,000 for St. Jude's Research Hospital. Brittany remembered her life-changing trip only five years prior, inspired the challenge. Franklin contacted a few friends and hosted a sporting clay tournament in hopes of raising that $10,000. Well, they didn't just raise $10,000 that day. They raised $50,000, and that began her calling. For 13 years, Brittany excelled in the oil and gas industry while building Sky High for Kids in her personal time. And in 2018, she became the foundation's full-time CEO. Today, she is leading a team raising millions of dollars to help fund pediatric cancer research. Y'all, I am so excited to welcome Brittany to the By His Grace podcast today. Brittany Franklin, welcome to the By His Grace podcast. I am so glad that you are here with us today to share your story and to talk about obedience. Yes, thank you so much for having me. It's an honor. Absolutely. So you have a really incredible story, uh, a God story that I can't wait for everybody to hear. So let's just start at the beginning. All right. So very beginning, I was born and raised in Abbeville, Louisiana on a small crawfish and rice farm and grew up truly a tomboy hunting and fishing and doing a lot of outdoor activities with my family. Um, In, I guess, middle school, my mom said, hey, I have an idea and I would like to try something new. And that was participate in the local festival pageant. And where I was from, the cattle festival pageant was the place to be uh, every year during the season. And so I was crowned the Deb Cattle Queen. And that introduced me to volunteering in our community when I was really young, 12 or 13 years old. And so long story short, the next year I participated in Miss Acadiana. And truth be told, this is uh, the first God wink. I was Miss, um, I was the first runner up. I was not crowned Miss Acadiana, but a couple months later, the festival queen, she had forfeited her crown. And so I get a phone call from the pageant director, Miss Billy Menard, and she says, Brittany, you know, Brooklyn uh, forfeited her crown. Would you take the title of Miss Acadiana? And of course, I said yes. And that's what led me to St. Jude Children's Research Hospital uh, my freshman year of high school. So I walked through the doors of the Ronald McDonald House where I was introduced to childhood cancer. And at a very young age, a lot of times, you know, if you weren't exposed to any type of disease growing up, you know, it is a complete shock and awe experience. I participated with our group, Beanies for St. Jude, to host a Mardi Gras carnival and cook a gumbo and service all 53 families that were currently going through treatment at St. Jude uh, that evening in the Ron McDonald House. 
I ended up sitting with a little boy named Dalton and he was very, very sick from his chemo treatments. And so I was able to talk him into trying gumbo and he ate for the first time in like two or three weeks and his parents were elated. I mean, it was a total crying moment. It was just an experience that I'll never forget. And that's truly when God planted the seed for me to really do what he put me on earth to do later on in life. So that's the beginning of the story. Okay, so then let's fast forward to what the work that you are doing now. So senior year of college happened and I started a sport and clay tournament in honor of St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. It came back to me as a volunteer opportunity. And although it was very busy and uh, working my own way to pay school and all of my bills and, and, you know, really working on trying to get into law school, God said, you need to do this. You're being asked to do this. You're being called to do this. And so the first sporting clay tournament raised a net of $50,000, which was just crazy for a group of 20 year old women in Lafayette, Louisiana to raise this kind of money. I met a little boy named Bryce Norwood. Uh, He was five years old. And unfortunately he was terminally ill at the time when we donated the money at St. Jude that year. And we became fast friends. And within a two month period, I got to know Bryce and his family and we were able to fulfill a, a last weekend, if you will, uh, with his family in Uvalde, Texas. I spent a lot of time with this little boy and, you know, I knew God was speaking to me through him, but I had no idea what it would really mean. Um, so, uh, you know, later on, on Valentine's Day, which was his sixth birthday, he was called to God. And that was the exact moment that, you know, God spoke to me, if you will, and said, listen, I've been giving you the sign since you are literally 12 years old. Now I am telling you what I put you on earth to do. And so instead of going to law school and following what I thought I was supposed to do, I, um, although didn't understand the sign that I was receiving, I listened to God and walked in his footsteps, if you will, and opened Sky High for Kids 501c3 nonprofit. And now to date, we have donated over $17 million to the childhood cancer community throughout the United States. Wow, that is absolutely amazing. And I love what you said about, um, you know, it's our our faith is a journey. And and sometimes we don't uh, we don't see what has happened in the in the past in our childhood, but if we can go and go back and look at that, um, we can often see like a little breadcrumb that God has been giving us a little trail that is leading us to where He wants us to go, and nothing is wasted in God's economy. So He uses everything, and so every step of obedience, every opportunity that He puts before us, we have a choice whether we will follow him or not. And so I would love to know what that step of obedience, because it it sounds like you, you had dreams um, of what you wanted to do. And we know that God's dreams are way better than our dreams. But sometimes that requires us to sacrifice the dreams that we have. So I'd love for you to dig into that a little bit more. Yes, that's that's completely true. In fact, in my childhood, I went through quite a bit of adversities. My father was in a helicopter crash, which he survived, but it completely changed the dynamics of our family. 
My parents divorced later on, which sent my mom into drug rehab. Uh, my dad still suffers with depression. Our house burned to the ground my senior year of high school. So when, when you talk about obedience and trusting in God and his plan, there were moments for me growing up that I literally looked to the sky and said, God, what else? What else are you going to put on my shoulders? Right. I mean, it's just you have these moments where your faith is tested to the fullest and it's up to you to make the choice, like you said, to remain obedient and to continue to trust in his plan, no matter how difficult it may get or how much is put on your shoulders. And I did have big aspirations to become a big shot attorney move to the city of New York, get out of the small town and honestly leave a lot of the things that, you know, traumatized me as a child, if you will, if you will, and start a new life. And God said, pump the brakes. This is what I've been showing you for so long, right? Through the really hard times that you had as a child, I was planting the seed down the row every time for you to see what I wanted you to do. There's no reason, Misty, that I should be so passionate about childhood cancer. I wasn't exposed to it as a child. I didn't grow up wealthy. Nonprofit and volunteering wasn't what our family did or understood. We didn't, I mean, we, I had never traveled north of I-10 in my life. And so <laughs> if, if when people ask me why you're so passionate, why do you care so much about children and families all over the world that you don't even know, I literally say it was God's choice for me. It was what he wanted me to do. And again, we don't always get the sign that we want. I thought I was going to law school, would be a lawyer, do this, do that. And instead... I, I completely changed directions and opened a nonprofit that is literally changing the game in the childhood cancer community today. And so I think when you talk about obedience, it is so important for everybody to remember that when we are tested, if you will, or when God does give us more than we think we can handle, it is part of his plan and it is part of your journey and it is your building blocks to become stronger and even stronger in your faith to know that there is a light at the end of the tunnel and he will expose that if you are willing to listen. Ooh, amen, sister. Preach it. You know, I wrote a Bible study called The Struggle is Real, But So Is God. And that is because, uh, you know, I went through many struggles in, in my life as a young person. And it does um, it does change you. It does define you. Um, but it strengthens you. And it strengthens your faith when you are like, I have nothing else uh, within me but you, God. So whatever you want to do. Um, and then when we trust him, um, in Ephesians, it says that uh, he he will do far more abundantly than all that we can ask or think. And that's what it sounds like he has done with you and Sky High. Um, and so I would just love for you to tell me a little bit more about the some of the projects and things that you're working on and, and the impact that you're making um, in the childhood cancer community. Yes. Yeah, so we are making some pretty bold moves. We're the youngest and smallest nonprofit in the country to pledge $40 million to impact the childhood cancer community through three major projects. 
So in 2018, we embarked on a journey with Texas Children's Cancer Center, which is right here in Houston. We were able to pledge $10 million to open the first pediatric cancer immunotherapy center in the country. 650 patients have been through the immunotherapy center already since it's opened last March. And it's just been a game changer in the way that children are actually treated. A lot of people don't understand the magnitude of childhood cancer. It is the number one cause of death by disease for our children in our country. And although some cancers like leukemia do have a higher survival rate at this time, a child goes through a three-year-plus treatment protocol. I mean, that's a long time for a child to be pumped with very toxic chemicals, which is what we have at the current time. But through immunotherapy, this is a much less toxic and less invasive way to treat our kids. So... Dr. Susan Blaney and everyone at Texas Children's was thrilled when we made the commitment so they could move forward and literally change the survival rates and the way kids are treated through immunotherapy. In addition, it was our moral duty for our uh, per our board of directors, because faith is one of our core values, um, to follow God's kind of kind of lead in a sense of there are kids across the world that are not as fortunate as we are here in the United States. And so we went to Malawi, Uganda, and Botswana through Texas Children's Global Hope Program, and we are building training facilities and actually educating staffers, nurses, graduating the first pediatric oncologist through these programs, and that's an additional $10 million commitment. Yesterday, uh, St. Jude Children's Research Hospital announced our support with an additional $20 million pledge for their advanced research center. We are getting behind the brain tumor program and solid tumor program by sponsoring the entire second floor of now the largest laboratory in the entire country. And so Sky High is definitely following uh, in God's footsteps, if you will, and we're making very bold moves in the childhood cancer community. Again, we are seven women on staff, young women. And at the end of the day, we don't have all the answers, but we are following our faith in that, you know, we believe God will lead us into finding a cure for childhood cancer if we put forth the energy, time, effort, and educate the community about why it's so important to give our children a future. I love, love everything that you're doing. And I just have to ask, how do you go from starting a nonprofit to being able to do these, to have these big, bold, audacious goals? And like you said, you are young women. Um, and how do you, how has that played out? Like, take me back to a little bit like of the beginning of the nonprofit and how, how that has grown. How many years have you had it? And what has that journey looked like? It's been quite a journey, Misty. So in 07, again, I was a senior in college. And so six of my friends got together to host the first fundraising event, which at first, that's all it was going to be. I, again, was going to go to law school. So when Bryce Norwood entered my life, and again, I, I, I listened to what God was saying, us six decided to open this 501c3 and not only take what we were doing in Lafayette, Louisiana, but we brought it to Houston, Texas, and then expanded into San Antonio with 
the support of the oil and gas industry. They were really our backer and have been our um, bones, if you will, for many years. For for seven years, six women as volunteers, we all had professional careers, okay? Some even had already started to have families. We were running this kind of like at night, if you will, right? And on our weekends. And then we got to the point where we were raising a little over $2 million a year. And that's when we had almost like a come to Jesus moment and said, what is the end game here? Is it to run these clay shoots and to bring awareness to the community and donate the money to St. Jude and to just say like, that's enough? Or was it to actually aspire and have the vision to end childhood cancer? So if we were going to make that our vision, it was time to get on the growth train or get off. And we were going to have to make some bold moves in terms of educating ourselves on how to truly run a nonprofit. So in 2014, we hired our first staff member. In 15, 16, 17, 18, and so forth, we took our organization to yet another region in West Texas, and we just started expanding, focusing, becoming more efficient on how we were actually operating our fundraising events. But our board went through LaSalle University training. We implemented EOS into the internal workings of our organization. And although I was working a full-time career in oil and gas, this was my commitment like day in and day out. And I knew as a visionary that if my vision was that strong, that I would be able through, honestly, through God and his faith and, and just his will, that I'd be able to push this forward and get the right people, the right mentors, the right board members to come together to help us make an even larger impact. So the journey has been very hard. I am not going to paint a picture like what you may see on social media that it's all roses and lots of fun events and celebrations. It is a very difficult industry to be in. We work really hard. We get paid minimal dollars, as a lot of people know. We run our business like a for-profit business, but we have such a small budget to do so. Um, and, you know, if you really think about it, we go through some pretty emotional moments because not every child survives. We get very close to a lot of families and patients, and unfortunately, they gain their angel wings in what we believe is too early, but knowing that we trust that God has an ultimate plan, okay? But it is a very hard job, hard industry. We raise money through actual physical events, so the logistics are a nightmare, if you will, uh, and, and it's emotional. And so the journey has been just that quite a journey, but my vision and will to never give up on these kids and families and to always be in their corner is what God put in me. It's what I have in my heart and it's the fire in my belly. And so even through a pandemic, I was not going to allow it to close our doors and end our vision and mission. Uh, And so, you know, from 07, again, six volunteers, to the 2014 kind of turning point to now in 2021, you know, being able to say that we are in a massive capital campaign as a young and mighty team with an army of volunteers is almost, well, it is, it's mind blowing to be quite honest. Um, But uh, I get up every day. I ask God for his leadership. I trust in his faith and I continue to lead and grow and, really just try to impact the community and, and educate everyone on, you know, like I said, the 
statistics behind childhood cancer. Yeah, that's great. That's so amazing. And and I, what I want to um, kind of point out is you were working as a side, it was basically a side hustle that was a passion. And, um, and then God made it clear that you, he expanded your vision for this and it became your passion. And so for the people who are listening, you may have a dream in your heart and you think, what difference can I make? And I think that Brittany and I would both say that if you just give that dream to the Lord and you work hard because it does take hard work and determination, but it also takes a huge measure of faith to trust him, to guide you, direct you and lead you. And you too can do big things for God. So uh, Brittany, I would love for you to just have the last word with our listeners. If, if you would encourage them, if they're, um, if they want to get involved in the project that you're working on um, and also kind of twofold. And also if they have a dream in their heart um, and they want to, they want to do something big and bold, what wisdom would you share with them? So two parts. So the wisdom that you would share with them and then how they can get involved with the work that you're doing. Yes. So I always say that if you have a passion, it's time to put it into action. And so surrounding yourself with people who are smarter than you, mentors that are willing to help you get started with your passion and your journey. I mean, today, all of the information is at your fingertips. You can get online and literally Google, how do I put my passion into action by starting X? by doing why and don't hesitate to just do it go all in right and ask people to help you don't be afraid to ask for help my biggest motto is the answer is always no unless you ask it is always no unless you ask so try to build the courage through your faith and through god's will pray about it i prayed about so many moments along this journey and just do it. Put your passion into action and ask for help along the way. I love that. And lastly, if you want to get involved in Sky High for Kids, we have a ton of opportunities spanning through Texas and Louisiana. And you can access that information on our website at skyhighforkids.org. And you can follow us on social media at Sky High for Kids on all platforms. We would love to have you again all throughout Texas and Louisiana. And honestly, you can be anywhere in the country and still participate in some of our programs like our blanket making. And so we encourage anyone and everyone, all ages, all backgrounds to get involved with our organization and make an impact in the childhood cancer community together. Yes, I love that. We will put links to everything in the show notes and where they can find you on social media and all the places and all of the things. And so thank you so much for being here with us today. And we are cheering you on in the work that you are doing to end childhood cancer. Thank you, Misty. It was a pleasure and an honor. Thank you for joining me today on By His Grace. I hope you've enjoyed listening and are encouraged by our guest today. I would love for you to visit my blog, mistyphilip.com, for more encouragement. You can find me on social media as Misty Phillip, and I would love to connect with you there. 